All right, Fritz Bergen, BlendFaith.com. It's the weekend. It's February 11th. I'm going to do something dangerous. I'm going to do something different. Uh, I'm going to talk about what I think the United States of America and individual Americans and churches and everything else, everybody else should do to address the issues in the world, including Ukraine, Taiwan, the border, the WQ, the white question, the JQ, the Jewish question, and banking. We're in a situation in, <clears throat> in our civilization, in our European civilization, in our white civilization, where it's, it's time to throw off the self-imposed muzzle that we've allowed ourselves to be fitted with. We've had people come along and say, you can't say this and you can't say that. And therefore, we can't have an adult conversation about anything because it's racist or it's sexist or it's homophobic or it's queerphobic or it's intolerant or it's divisive or it's anti-Semitic. Once you run that gauntlet, the, the, the politics is predetermined. Once you run that gauntlet to the satisfaction of the people that use those terms to beat you into submission. This is why I go after these terms all along. Let's just take the situ let's just take the southern border. And if somebody comes along and says we need a strong border, oh, you're xenophobic, you're racist. I had somebody look me in the face and say, Fritz, you just don't like those little brown people from south of the border. I don't have words for that. Someday I'll have words for that, but I just don't have words for that right now. And, and and people say, oh, I don't want to be racist. Well, I'm not xenophobic. And they shut up. And this is our biggest crime because we, as Europeans, and we as the church have self-muzzled out of guilt and shame. This is the number one thing we have to go after, in my opinion. We, we've been self-muzzled. Because, because the accuser of the brethren has come out there and said, you can't say that because it's anti-Semitic, or it's racist, or it's homophobic, or it's xenophobic, or you're an isolationist. And people freeze up, and they turn around, and, and, and they say, well, tell me what I can say. That's the trap America is in. That's the trap the church is in. That's the trap Europeans are in. And I want to blow that up. I want to blow that trap up. Is that a hard trap to blow up? Yes, it is, because people have been so conditioned into not being racist. Well, are you saying racism is okay? I'm trying to free your mind from the shackles you've allowed them to place upon you. And my counter to that charge is the fifth commandment of Jesus Christ. Honor your ancestors, honor your father and mother. And if anybody speaks evil of them and calls them racist or homophobic or anti-Semitic, they're your enemy. They are your enemy. And God help you if you call those, those, your parents, your ancestors, those evil names. Jesus Christ said, if you curse, if you speak evil of father and mother, you should be put to death, said Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus Christ was, you know. And you go out and you look at Jesus Christ, and you say, what does he talk about? He says, he, he goes to the double minority with special needs kid. And she needs help. And she says, I, I ain't here to help you. I'm not here going to help you. Oh, Jesus is a racist. Jesus is misogynist. Jesus is a sexist. 
Jesus says, I'm not here to help you. I came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's who I came for. I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I didn't come for you, you people. I'm sure that'll offend somebody. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> he said that. Well, I never knew that. I never thought of it that way. That's why you got Fritz Bergen at bloodandfaith.com. Trying to bring some Bible sense to y'all. And this Bible sense works for the Christian and the non-Christian. It works for the white as well as the non-white. It works for everybody because the Holy Scriptures is truth. And I blame the church, especially the evangelical church, for subverting the Word of God in order to make the Antichrist happy. Oh, we're not, we're not homophobic. We're not transphobic. We're not anti-Semitic. We love, the, and they got all these things that they put out there. I'm trying to set you free. That's the number th one thing that the church and white people have to get through their heads. And believe me, I'm all for white people, 100%, 110%, unapologetically. Well, you sound like a white supremacist. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all white people, you need to get over that. Stop being ashamed of your ancestors and ashamed of yourself. Be proud of yourself. Why do you think everybody wants to live with, with the white people? <laughs> Ain't nobody going back to Africa. Ain't nobody flowing down to Central America. Nobody's going back to Afghanistan or Syria. Part of the whole reason you got wars down there is to stir up the, the mess and drive the Muslim into Christian Europe. That's part of the that's part of the plot. That's part of the plan. Well, I just can't I can't believe you would say that. Yeah, well that's that's why we're gonna have this honest and open and dangerous conversation today. All right, Ukraine. What should we do about Ukraine? Ukraine has been part of the Russian sphere of interest for as long as Russia and that part of the world have existed. Why in God's name are we involved? And the answer, I think the answer is theft. We want to steal. It's about money and it's about power. Russia and the Ukraine have a lot of natural resources there, and people want it, especially in Russia, all that oil. oil. Resources, minerals, gold, natural gas. The United States government came out recently and said our number one foreign policy objective is the strategic defeat of Russia. Why? On one hand, they say that. On the other hand, they'll, they'll go around and they'll tell you, well, Russia's population is declining as an economy the size of, of Italy. Well, why? Why? Why are we so afraid of this, this thing then? I probably ought to get into the detailed history of what's been going on in the Ukraine since 2014. But that stuff's out there. Look at the Russian minorities in eastern Ukraine, which is what the Russians were concerned about. Look at the change of government in 2014. There's been a lot of funny business going on over there. And the Russians have a direct immaterial interest in the Ukraine. The United States does not. The United States does not have a direct immaterial interest in, the eastern, in eastern Ukraine. It does not. And if this is an issue, about a broader issue about Europe, let the Europeans take care of Europe. Oh, Germany's a powerhouse. Great. Great. Let them fight another war with the, with the Russians if that's what they want to do. Not the United States. And I got a feeling that the, that, that the Germans would find a way to make peace with Russia because it's not in their interest either. What do the Germans care about what's going on in, in eastern Ukraine? What do they care about? The only reason Ukraine's in this war is because they're being backed whole hog by the United States of America. That's the only reason. That's the only reason they're involved. If the United States has said, hey, we're not going to be involved in this, we're standing down, 
this would not be an issue. It wouldn't, there would not be a war in Europe today. Would the Russians have gone in and taken over eastern Ukraine? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe the, the, the Ukrainians would just said, look, we need to let those Russians do whatever they want to do in eastern Ukraine, Luhansk, and all that, and, and we'll work this out. The bottom line is, look, if, if they want to have a war over there, the United States got no business over there. But we're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you know what happens when a bully keeps pushing? Either the, 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 the picton submits or he turns around and he smacks him in the nose. How do I know? I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. Eventually you just say, you know what, it ain't worth living this way. And you turn around and, and you man up and you do what you got to do. We're kind of putting Russia in that position. How's that going to end up for the United States? I don't know. How about nuclear war? How about nuclear war? Won't surprise me. It, it, it's almost like there's, there's this insanity that's gripped the leadership of the United States of America. It says we're going to push it because, because we have to destroy Putin. We have to destroy Russia. Why? Power and greed. And I go back to the book of Daniel with, with all the beasts that, that rage, the beast rage. Don't look for sense. Don't look for logic. But they rage and they're jealous of power. And so we're in a very dangerous position over there in Europe. Pull out. Tell Zelensky to go to hell. Let the Europeans figure this stuff out. All right, Taiwan. What do we got to do about Taiwan? First thing we got to do is reshore all our industry to the United States. Shut down the factories over there. How do you do that? Put a 50% uh, import duty on, on, on everything that's imported from China. Oh, you can't do that. You can't be isolationist. Uh, there you go again. There's another one of your terms that you use to browbeat people into intellectual and ideological submission. I don't care what you call it. 50% tax on everything coming out of China into the United States. Well, we have to we have to have trade because they have to buy our debt. Well, I guess we're going to have to sl slash our budget then, aren't we? We're not getting out of this unless we have some hard decisions, hard conversations. I guess, I guess China is going to have to figure this out too. Are they going to take Taiwan? I don't know. Maybe. But there's other people. The United States isn't the only one that has to solve this problem. There's the South Koreans that have got a problem with the North Koreans. Japan has got a very big problem with, with, with Russia and China. And they're looking at uh, turning on their own nuclear weapons production plants right now. You, you know they've been thinking about this for years. If the United States bails, they have to. They don't have a choice. I got a feeling the United States is going to bail whether we want to or not. Because we seem to be going down this insane road of war with Russia. Insane. And nobody will speak up. Nobody will talk about this. It's absolutely insane. Anybody who's got a lick of sense knows it, unless they're willingly brainwashed by the cult that runs the show. Probably have a quiet conversation, and they'll probably say, yeah, this is insane. This is crazy. I don't know why we're doing this stuff. But that's what we're doing. Japan, Taiwan, Philippines, Indonesia, Australia, they got a vested interest in what's going on over there. Let them carry the burden. Meanwhile, the United States needs to shut down our industry over there and bring it over here. And the, and the traders that have sold our country out to China needs, need to face justice. Let's put it that way. Make a loss, and you can't send money. You can't invest in any Chinese industry. No money from American retirees that are in our pension plans go to China. None, none whatsoever. Well, we can't pull back and be isolationists. We're one world. Oh, well, that's why we're having this conversation. I say we can.
And the problems out there, the problem out there is the issues and, and, and the limits of conversation have been so framed that we don't have a choice in what we're going to do. And, and that has to be broken. It's called an Overton window. And that's the, uh, 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 the size of, of the discussion. Well, we can discuss this much about this issue, but no more than that. And what I'm saying is you've got to break through that Overton window. And if that means uh, people are going to call you an isolationist, fine. If they're going to call you racist, fine. If they're going to call you xenophobic, fine. This is where the control is at. It's in the brain. And it starts in grade school, goes all the way up through high school, goes right through graduate school, and in all the newspapers, all out of Hollywood is telling you what to think and how to think. And who's AWOL in there? The church. The church is the one people that are supposed to be out there giving you the full scope of the conversation and, 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 and the God's perspective on it, the Bible perspective on this. Church is silent, silent on this stuff. All right, so there's Ukraine, there's Taiwan, there's Japan. Let Japan stand up. Let them deal with China. The border. What are we going to do about the border between the uh, United States and Mexico? Close it and kick out all the illegals. Oh, you can't say that. That's racist. Kick out all the illegal aliens. Kick them out. Turn around. Send them back. Well, we can't. It's too big of a problem. No, it's not. We can fund a wharf to the tune of $100 billion in the Ukraine. You, 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 can't, you don't think we can kick out 10, 20 million illegals? I think we can. Darn right we can't. Well, that's racist. I don't care. I don't care. This is where the church has to get over the idea that they, they can't be accused of the devil of, of, of violating the devil's little sins. Well, it's racist. I don't care. The solution for that is go read Jesus Christ and go read the history of, of ancient Israel, God's nation, ancient Israel, not this fraud that's there today that's, that's not the chosen people of God. They're liars. They're not real Jews. They're, they're, they're liars, and they're of the synagogue of Satan, the people that run around today in 2022, 2023, and call themselves Jews. They're liars. They're frauds. Well, that's anti-Semitic. I don't care. Again, the church has to break through the guilt cudgels, the, the moral chains they've put around you that have nothing to do with the Holy Scriptures. Have you never read about ancient Israel? God formed, formed a unique racial group of people and brought them out as a racial group and said, you're my chosen racial group? He didn't bring in 500 different nations. He said, no, you're all from Abraham, and then that's not good enough. Then from Isaac, no, that's not good enough. Got rid of, got rid of uh, Ishmael, then of, of, of Jacob, and said, okay, now, I got, now, I got, now we narrowed it down to his 12 sons. Okay, Lot was rejected. Ishmael's rejected. Esau's rejected. And he takes the 12 sons of Jacob. Racial exclusivity. Well, that's uh, racist. I don't care. God doesn't seem to have a problem with that. Well, that's, uh, uh, sounds like white supremacy. I don't care. Church, you're guilty of bending the knee and bowing the knee and allow, allowing these chains to be put around the minds of the church because you're too afraid of being accused of a sin of Satan to stand up and say something, church. Close the border. Well, I don't know. That's cost a lot of money. We spent $100 billion in Ukraine in, what, two years? Come on now, people. 
Well, that's, you know, no nations, no borders. No, no, nations and borders, nations and borders. God set up borders. Church, you got to get back in your Bible. First armed border guard was at the Garden of Eden. Oh, well, that's just an allegory. No, it was a physical place. God put an armed border guard there. And you go read Acts, Acts 17, 26. He sets their times and their boundaries for the different nations. Borders are godly. Satan wants to transgress all boundaries and borders. Not just geographic, but sexual, ideological, genetic, geographic. Oh, I never thought about that. That's why you got Fritz Bergen at bloodandfaith.com. Pastor, you got to think that way. Set loose the Texas free militia, the free unorganized militia of Texas. Who are they? It's any free man with a weapon, 16 to 60, 14 to 400, as far as I'm concerned. So get down there and, 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 and protect your lands. Those are your lands. They don't belong to the United Nations. Screw the United Nations. Shut them down. They're just, they're just another bureaucracy that's going to extend their control over your lives, and they're controlled by Antichrist ideas. Tower of Babel. It's just, it's just the latest expression of the Tower of Babel. Bring everybody together. Bring them as one, and it will be an, it is an Antichrist order. It's an Antichrist order. White man, Christian, you have a duty to resist. A duty to resist. Get the Texas unorganized free militia out there. Who's that? They're unorganized. They're not controlled by the government. If you go back and you look at militias in early American history, colonial history, Benjamin Franklin organized the first militia out there and it had nothing to do with the government of, of Pennsylvania. The government of Pennsylvania refused to stand up and protect their borders from, from, from uh, uh, pirates that would come in and they would would enslave people and capture people and, and, and steal stuff and, and, and run off with young men to make them slaves somewhere. Government said, well, we're pacifists. We're not so or Ben Franklin organized a militia. Who were these? These were just men like you and I. They went down there with whatever weapons they had and they took care of them. That's what a, that's what a free militia, unorganized militia does. Forget the National Guard. You set the Texas free militia down there on the Tex-Mex border. We'll shut that sucker down, baby. Shut it down. And you better not get any feds in there trying to arrest them either. These are solvable problems, but you're going to have to think differently. If we don't think different and we're not willing to scramble a few eggs, shall we say, we're going to get what we got. And the number one thing it has to start, it's got to start in the brain. People have to think differently. And, and if you don't get out of this idea that you can't be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic, it's over. And, and we've proven that it's over because of the state of our country and the unwillingness of anybody to do anything that is any of those things. These are not Satan's. These are not God's rules. Those are Satan's rules. He does that to manipulate you and to control you. All right, the WQ, the white question. What can we do about the white question? What's the white question? Who are white people? Are they worth having around? Fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. We deserve our own race, our own people, our own lands. No apologies. Absolutely no apologies for this. If you're white, you need to be proud of being white. Absolutely proud of being white. No apologies. Own, your own land, your own borders, your own customs, and your own control. And if, and if you hate your ancestors and you dishonor your ancestors by denying all this, you're violating the fifth commandment. 
one of the interesting things that, that you need to understand in, in the world is, is this, this demonic hatred towards the white race. It's a demonic hatred towards the white race. It's not towards any other race out there. And the hatred is being pushed by the seed of the serpent. The hatred towards white is being pushed by those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. I've blogged about this. I've written about this. I've put memes up about this in the, the, in the words of the very people that call themselves Jews. They're very open about it. But you won't see it covered because they operate in deception, like their father, the devil. White people, you need to believe in yourself and stand up for yourself and your culture, your people, your race, your kin, your kith, and have some white pride, white identity, just like every other race out there, and your own lands. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop at just you know being a you know atomized white people in, in a multicultural society. No, no, you need your own lands, like Europe. Oh, that sounds like white supremacy. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't obey the devil's rules. I don't obey Satan's rules. Don't apologize. If somebody accuses you, fine. All right, next, JQ. What's the JQ? The Jewish question. What's the Jewish question? Who are the Jews? What are they all about? What, what's, the, what's the status there? Well, Jesus Christ answered the JQ. Forget Hitler. He's a poser. Forget all, forget all that. I, don't, I couldn't care less about all that stuff. What does Jesus Christ say? Revelation 2, verse 9. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews, but lie, and they are of the synagogue of Satan. That's If the question is the JQ, the answer is Revelation 2, verse 9. You say you're a Christian? You say you're, you're a Christian, and it, you, you deny the words of Jesus Christ? You're ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ? Go to Revelation 3, 9. Says the same thing. Those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie, very explicit, very, you can't wiggle your way out of this, and are of the synagogue of Satan. You can't parse your way out of this. There's more, there's more scripture supporting this than there is of the new birth. There's more scriptures backing up what I'm saying than there is about being born again in John 3.16. Oh, we don't, we don't want to be anti-Semitic. Why do you obey Satan's rules and not God's? Why don't, why don't you say what Jesus Christ said and to hell with the devil? Oh, you said a bad word. I know, like I said, this is going to be a dangerous podcast today. John 8, 44. Jesus Christ is facing off with, according to the Holy Scriptures, I'm just telling you what, what, what the Bible says. J-E-W. Verse 31, verse 59, right in between, verse 44, Jesus says, You are of your father, the devil. Now, who are these people? They followed the Talmud. They rejected Jesus Christ. They rejected Moses. Oh, they believe in Moses. No, they don't. Not according to Jesus Christ. Pastor, you're going to have to get your theology right on this. Jesus said, if you would have believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. If you would have believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. He says, you prove that you're of, of, uh, you, you are the sons of your fathers who murdered the prophets. So you call them whatever you want. Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. In a revelation, he clears it up. He says, they call themselves Jews, but they're really not. They're liars. 
that, that the, now you're on safe theological grounds. Jesus says, hey, look, they call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're liars. They're of the Satan synagogue. Well, I don't understand that. You know, I thought they were all, yeah, well, you know, they, they've created a story, just like their father creates lies. Remember who their father is. He's the deceiver of nations. Their father is the deceiver, literally the deceiver of the whole world. And the church forgets that. Well, I can understand what's going on. No, you can't. Not unless you get in the Word. And I'm in the Word. I'm telling you what the Word says. Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44, Matthew 23.33, Matthew 23.15, 1 Thessalonians 2.15. That's truth. 1 Thessalonians 2.15 says the Jews, they murder the prophets, they've driven us out, says Paul. And they're contrary to all men everywhere. They're contrary to all men everywhere. Everybody knows this. Everybody knew this. The Holy Scripture says it. Oh, but you can't say that. Yeah, I can. Actually, I can say that. I'm proud of that. I'm proud to say that. Jesus Christ addressed the Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees? They taught the Talmud. They taught the traditions of the elders that contravened what Moses taught, that interpreted, quote-unquote, interpreted what Moses taught. Jews are very proud of this. I've, I've talked to you about this, about how, how they're very proud that, that they said, yeah, we have the written word, but our traditions can interpret what is written any way we want to. They're very open about it, and they're trying to get the church to do that. And they say this. And Jesus looked at the Pharisees. He says, listen, you travel around the world by land and by sea just to make one convert to your traditions, to the Talmud. And you make them twice the sons of hell that you already are. So first of all, first of all, those Pharisees, those Talmud teachers and Talmud followers, they're the sons of hell. Number one. Number two, the people that convert to that, like the Khazarians that came out of the region of the Ukraine, are twice the sons of hell. Well, I just, you know, that's Hannah's but I don't care. I don't care. There's a great article in Jerusalem Post written. By Jews for Jews. It says, is the, is the New Testament anti-Semitic? Great article. I, I, I've linked to that at bloodandfaith.com many times. I encourage people to read it. Bottom line, it says, yes, everybody knows it is. It's completely anti-Semitic. And they said, well, how come these evangelicals are our greatest friends? And they said, well, because they're, they're doing what we're doing. They're reinterpreting their scripture uh, 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 <laughs> in, in ways favorable to us, just like we did. They say it. Come on, church. You've gone down that road. That's why Jesus says in Revelation 18.4, come out of her midst. Come out of that whore of Babylon. Who's the whore? False wife. False chosen people. Sits there on top of the world. Says, I control everything. I'm rich. I'll never be put down. Babylon. Babylon, the same as Babylon. Same as Babylon the Great. Controlling it all from, from behind the scenes. Same as the fourth beast. Who's the fourth beast? It's different than all the other beasts. Instead of a king, instead of an emperor, instead of a monarch, instead of a czar, it's this thing called democracy, and nobody knows who's in charge. It's people in the background that manipulate it and lie and deceive. Let's go to another one. Let's go to banking. What do we do about banking? How about a, uh, how about a, a jubilee? Abolish all debt. Abolish it. Well, we can't do that. It'll upset our economic system. Yes, that's the whole point. We have an economic system based on slavery. We have slavery in 2023. It's called financial slavery, slavery to debt. Well, the economy will implode. 
You like slavery? What do you want? The whole world runs under debt slavery by the bankers. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. I don't care. I don't care. I don't obey Satan's laws. I don't listen to the seed of the serpent. I don't, I don't do what the synagogue of Satan tells me to do. I do what the Holy Scriptures say. I say what Jesus Christ said. We've come to a point in history, in the United States of America, in all of Christendom, where it's time, man, it's time to unshackle ourselves. And we've tried so hard for so long, for so many generations, so many centuries, to all get along. Oh, we've got to work together. We've got to compromise. And it's compromise always against Jesus Christ and the Word of God. It's always against Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Now we're at a point where, where you're going to have to break off these chains. Especially white people. Oh, but but you know you don't you don't love anybody else. Oh, I, yes I do. Oh, yes I do. Love them all, and they have an interest in the white people waking up too. There's a great pastor. I forget his name, but he's a wild man. He's a he's a black man from I want to say New York. <laughs> you got to listen to this guy, and he says it flat out. He says, "What are these white people going to wake up, man? What are these white people going to wake up?" He says, "When they do, they're going to get mad." He says, "I'm going to join them." You've probably heard of him, probably heard him. He's a gas to listen to. But when are they going to wake up? It's in the best interest of the entire world that the white races return to Jesus Christ and reestablish Christian civilizations and get rid of the synagogue of Satan. Those who call themselves Jews but are liars and are of the synagogue of Satan, they're contrary to all men, according to Paul, according to 1 Thessalonians 2.15. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, I did say that. I will say what Jesus Christ said. I will say what the Holy Scriptures say. We're not getting out of this unless we, we break free of the chains that we've allowed ourselves to be chained with. We've allowed ourselves to be chained with these chains. We, we can't think beyond this little narrow strip that they have that they're driving us down. And they keep us in our lanes by saying, you, you can't say this because it's racist or it's sexist or it's homophobic or transphobic or queerphobic or intolerant or divisive or xenophobic or Islamophobic or, or anti-Semitic. Boom, that's it. They've got you down a narrow one-way road going one way into hell. And of all the people that ought to be free on the face of the earth, it ought to be the Europeans and the Christians. Oh, but I, you know that sounds racist to me. I don't care. Go read your Holy Scriptures. God doesn't want one world where we're all together. He divided the nations and the races on purpose so we can truly have diversity, true diversity. I mean, it, to say that everybody should mix together is like opening up the, the, the pens in the zoos and let the lions and the tigers and the zebras and the monkeys and the snakes and the giraffes and the rhinoceros, just let them all mix together. What are you going to have? You're going to have death. They're all going to die off. They're going to go insane. Even if they forget eating each other, which they'll do, but they're going to go insane. So we can't live like this. We need our own people. We need our own place. Oh, but it's... it's yeah, no, listen. The chains are on your mind. It's all those terms that I've used many, many, many times at bloodandfaith.com. If you don't get rid of those, you'll be trapped for eternity. And you'll be no good to yourself, to your offspring, to your ancestors, or to your God. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.